Hi, welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I haven't recorded in a while. Uh, we are also live on Instagram. And uh, I've been working on trying to figure out a topic to talk about today. And um, in my writing before I left to Mykonos, what I had been thinking about and kind of working on just in my own head has been um, really thinking about kind of the origins of my codependency. And um, certainly when my sister was here, she and I talked a little bit about um, kind of her experience and upbringing and how it was different than mine. And um, so one of the bigger themes that has continued to kind of be in my head is that um, I learned this behavior, this need to uh, really kind of rely on or depend on other people for my own validation, value, and worth from, you know, my family of origin, um, mostly my mom, uh, my dad was working a lot and doing his own thing, but in my experience, you know, very validating and, and loving in his own way. Um, but both of my parents are, um, really good human beings that kind of struggled from their own experience and upbringing. And so as I have been kind of unpacking this and writing my essays, um, it's really easy to get to a place or in a place of blame. And um, I know that for myself, I have recognized that, you know, my experience is one of needing to do all these extra things to feel valued, worthy, and loved. Um, and so in learning that, you know, as, as a small kid, you know, then you go out into the world thinking this is how you get love. And so that has been part of my experience. Well, one of the challenging pieces is that family of origin, in my case, parents, um, and specifically my mom. And I love my mom. She's a nice lady most of the time. Um, she's the kind of mom that you have to warn people ahead of time that she's just gonna say things and do things uh, and you just gotta kind of roll with it. Um, she <laughs> She's a very kind person when she wants to be, um, but she's very blunt and direct. I don't know, for those people who know me, I'm also very blunt and direct, uh, but I do try to uh, use my filter appropriately and uh, not say just everything that comes to mind contrary to popular belief. Uh, and so I think that that has been something that has been processing for me. Um, and I recognize that, you know, I could spend a lot of time feeling sorry for myself or um, feeling like, well, you know, this happened to me. Um, and, you know, in my next chapter, I'm going to really talk about some of the origins of codependency in terms of like trauma and addiction and um, abuse and those things. Um, and all of that has a purpose only to say that, you know, we're not organically codependent. We are organically empathetic and we do want to make sure that we're not um, hurting other people's feelings. Like that's not our goal really most of the time. Um, and so, I talk a lot about The Four Agreements, which is a book by Don Miguel Ruiz, um, really amazing, helpful book, and I, I have recommended it a lot in therapy to clients, um, 
one of his agreements is not to take things personally, which is hard to do when things are happening around you and to you. It feels as though it is personal. And in unpacking all of this, I recognize that my mom had her own trauma, her own experience that taught her the ways of parenting and, and how to be with her kids and all those things. Um, and, and it didn't ever come from a place of like malice or, um, intentional, you know, fucking up your kids. Like no parent wakes up in the morning and is like, Oh, I got to fuck up my kids. What they wake up with is, you know, I've got to do the best I can today with the situation and circumstances that we are given. And so I know that for myself, I have worked really hard to, um, try to do things differently than, uh, my mom. And, um, I think part of that is that it's automatic, that it happens, that we behave in such a way that affects the people around us. And specifically for me, um, as a mom, I know that there were a lot of things that I did that were similar to my mom until I learned better and then I did it differently. Uh, but one of those pieces is to kind of be accepting of recognizing where it's coming from and how it is developing into something, um, negative, right? Um, I can own that I have been a yeller in the past, um, where I get like really aggressive and I, and most of it is my anxiety, but I get really angry and, or have in the past, I had, I truly try not to be, um, when my anxiety kicks up now, like I can say words and be like, Hey, I'm super anxious and this is what's happening. Um, but I didn't have the language for that when I was young and I was a young mom. Um, and I recognized that it, like, it wasn't my mom's goal to be negative or to, um, put a lot of responsibility on me that it's just kind of how it happened. Um, one of the things though, is, is to really recognize that that's the case. Like it happened, this was her response and reaction to it. And this is the result, right? I'm codependent or I have been in the past. I'm still working on it consciously. Uh, but to really recognize that those things happened, I accept that that's the reality. And in order to change it, the next piece would be to really employ forgiveness. Forgiveness is tough because oftentimes there's this idea that there has to be an apology and then forgiveness. Uh, and that's not always the case. And certainly in my experience in working with clients, um, especially when they have, you know, parent trauma or they get really frustrated with the situation that they were born into, um, you know, a lot of clients would really like to have accountability from their partners or parents or whatever. And that's not always going to happen. Um, oftentimes there will be a period of separation. And so when we talked about the myth of family, really looking at like some people you just have to cut off and, um, I'm better at that now than I was before. Uh, but it is important to really recognize that forgiveness is, is something that comes from you. Like it's not something that comes from necessarily getting accountability or, um, someone asking for your forgiveness, right? Your forgiveness is going to come from you choosing consciously to acknowledge where it came from and acknowledge your own part in it. Cause we do have a payoff when it comes to certain behaviors. 
Um, I know I've talked in the past about how in order for me to feel loved, worthy, valued, I would do all these extra things. Um, and, you know, be managing people's emotions or be taking care of other people. And um, that was how I felt valuable or worthy. And that's my choice. That's my behavior. Like, sure, this happened in my past. You know, my mom put all these responsibilities on me, did all these things, but she didn't do them to me. She just did them. And that was the circumstance that happened. The forgiveness piece is going to be like, okay, I acknowledge that that happened. I could hold on to it and live in that like victim place of this happened to me, or I could acknowledge it happened, recognize that I need to uh, do it differently and better, and then forgive her so that I'm not staying angry with her and frustrated. I don't have to engage with her. I don't have to spend all this time with her, or I could in a much more boundaried way, but at, at a certain point, I got to let it go. I can't like live in that space. And so the, the concept of forgiveness, again, is not a two-party situation. It can be, and that's lovely when it happens, um, but that's not always the case. And so really recognizing how to have a sense of forgiveness to give yourself peace, right? Because if you're living in that space constantly of, well, this happened to me and this is just who I am and this is how I function and it's not helpful, but this is how we're doing things, that's not going to be helpful moving forward. If you're just living in that space of, you know, victim or blame, you're not going to get to a place of healing. And specific to codependency, it's going to be really important for you to work on accepting that it's true, right? Accepting that, oh, I recognize that these are behaviors that I do or, you know, these are feelings that I have. I'm super resentful when I'm doing all these extra things for people that I love um, because I want them to love me back. Whereas if you're just like, well, you love me or you don't, this is who I am. That is not a, a, an excuse to just be a dick. That's an acknowledgement of these are things that happen when I feel this way and I'm going to forgive what happened to put me in this place or, or to teach me these skills or whatever it is. I'm also going to forgive myself because I'm a human being. I am a fallible, dumb creature who's just out here trying to learn <laughs> and I don't do it well all the time. Um, Contrary to popular belief, I did not come out the womb like super ready to handle things. And so when you can get to that place of, I acknowledge this is my part in this situation. This is what I would like to change. And I am forgiving of the situation, circumstance, and humans that put me here. And I'm also forgiving of myself, right? Because I've done a lot of things as a parent that I am not super proud of. I can tell you that. Even, you know, day to day, there are things where I was like, oh, fucking could have done that differently. Um, and, and the relationship that I have with my daughter is I go back and say, you know what? That was not my finest moment. I acknowledge I could have done that differently. Um, I'm willing to hear her feedback and take ownership and responsibility. Not all people can do that. And so if we're going to go to our parents, you know, family of origin or whoever it was that kind of contributed to how I feel about myself and go with that intention of like getting accountability from them, you may not get it. One, because I don't want to have to talk to that person. I don't want to have to engage with them. I can cut people off and not have any conversation, but if I'm holding onto the resentment of it, that's not helping me move forward, right? 
And so you may not have that opportunity. When I do it, it's because I want to maintain a relationship with my child, who's an adult, uh, turned 29 on Saturday. But I want to maintain a relationship with her, so I want to be able to take accountability. I want her feedback. If her feelings were hurt by something I said or did or whatever, I want that opportunity for her to tell me that and then for me to take accountability. And then we move forward on how do we do it differently, right? The relationship I have with my mom is a little bit complicated um, because my mom doesn't take accountability in that kind of elevated ownership way. Like she takes accountability and then goes to her victim place and it's like a whole thing. Um, and I know that like we've, she and I have been around each other for 49 years. So I recognize that I'm not always going to get that clean um, resolution with her. Um, I mean, sometimes I do and, and that's lovely, but it's important for me to go, okay, this happened. I'm going to talk to her about it or not. Sometimes I'm going to set a hard boundary and I'm just not going to engage. But, you know, is that going to create growth and healing on her part? No. Um, but it's not my responsibility to create growth and healing on her part. It's my responsibility to create growth and healing for myself. And once I do that, once I say, okay, I accept that this is an issue. I recognize where it came from. I forgive the other person for doing or participating in this. And I forgive myself for accepting less, for doing extra things, for those choices and behaviors that weren't healthy and helpful to me. Um, then the next part is kind of letting it go. And the letting go part is really hard. It's hard for most people to release those feelings that we've been holding on to for a long time. And the biggest part of this work is not picking up. I talk a lot about, um, I'm also scratching my arm because we have crazy mosquitoes here um, that are giant and, <laughs> and they love me. So I guess I'm loved and I don't have to do extra things other than have skin. Anyway, um, the letting go part is really hard because a lot of times we will live in the space of, well, this just happened to me and this is just how I am. And the only way to heal and grow is to not live in that space. You can, I mean, you can stay and visit and do that all the time. Um, or you can decide that my growth, my healing, my being better is going to take me letting go of these things that happen. So a lot of times I talk to clients. Um, I used to be a really <laughs> big collector of um, like bags and purses and backpacks and all the things. Um, and you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, or you know, anything about my life now, I let go of all of those things. I did save like four purses, but, um, so I had several options for bags. And so I talked to clients about all of the resentments and frustrations and hurts that they have collected over the years that have contributed to how they interact with the world. And so when you recognize that you've got this bag, it's got all your resentments, let's just say they're pebbles or rocks or whatever. Um, you can pick that up every morning. So you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, I got to put on my uniform, you know, put on my clothes, do all the things. I'm going to pick up all these resentments and carry them around with me every day. That's an option. Totally can do that. Or, or you can choose a different bag. Choose one that doesn't have as many. Choose one that doesn't have 
all of those things that we carry around every day that define who we are. Or you can choose a different bag and say, okay, I'm going to pick up the one with nothing in it. Like, I'm going to start fresh. Um, that doesn't mean that throughout the day you're going to walk around picking up resentments or not. Sometimes we do, right? I can imagine I haven't been to an office that isn't mine that I don't own in a long time. <laughs> but, you know, throughout the day, we are going to pick up things that contribute to how we interact with other people. So, for example, um, I used to work in an office where I sent people to work. I worked in a temporary staffing agency, and um, it was a very stressful, very challenging job. Um, and so there would be people that come in and fill out applications, so I'd be interviewing them. And then I also dealt with uh, clients and customers that I would send people to work to. And um, it was invariable that somebody was supposed to show up to work and they didn't. I'd have to fire people regularly. I'd have to do background checks. And throughout the day, I would pick up all of these, like, just negative feelings about human beings. Um, for anybody who knows me, not a big fan of humans unless you're in my four walls looking for change. But um, I remember even starting the day with those resentments of, oh, human beings, I'm going to have to deal with them. You know, they suck, all the stuff. Or I could walk in fresh-faced, new, not naive, but recognizing, okay, I'm either going to let this affect me or I'm going to go in with a different kind of attitude and, you know, look for the things that are positive in the interactions. Um, it took me a long time. I worked that job for, I think, five years um, to be able to do that. But when I started to change my own attitude about how I was engaging with people, um, I had better days. They weren't as overwhelming. I didn't get home as tired. Um, I recognized that my contribution to that situation was starting the day from a shitty place, like, you know, being in a shitty attitude. Um, <laughs> when we were small, um, my sister and I um, would often get in trouble, and we'd either have to sit, like sit in a timeout situation, or go to our room. And uh, my sister often would be in her room for about two or three minutes, and then from the room she'd scream that she changed her attitude. Mom, can I get out? I changed my attitude. Um, and that necessarily wasn't the case, because apparently how you change your attitude is you literally have to be like, I need to do this differently or better. You don't know that skill when you're five, six, seven, um, but you do when you're a grown-up, right? And so I started to have better days when I would let it go, when I would choose a different bag and be like, I'm not going to go in with my old resentments, anger, frustration. I'm going to go in like every day is fresh and new. And in doing so, it was a lot easier for me to be fresh and new, right? Um, and so when it comes to healing, you got to let go of what happened before now. Because yes, all of those things have contributed to how you see the world, but it's also contributed to, you know, how you're reacting to everything. Everyone's response is based on their experience. Um, I was watching a TikTok the other day and um, she was talking about opinions and how opinions come from our own experiences, which is true. Um, but the only way to kind of have a conversation with someone of a differing opinion is not holding on to it like it's a fact. And 
a lot of times how we grew up is our foundation, but it is not a fact. It is something that changes and grows and is less damaging when we can look at it from a different perspective. And so in my healing and certainly in my writing, what I've recognized is I could stay in this space of this thing happened. My parents were like this. They contributed to my need for um, doing extra things for validation. Or I could say my parents were flawed humans. They came from their own set of flawed humans. They did the best they could under the circumstances that they lived in. And, you know, I can't imagine what it's like to have six kids and lose your husband at 40 and never have written a check and done all those things. And I can imagine now, as the grown-up that I am, recognizing that she was struggling with her own stuff. She had her own anxiety. She had her own depression. She had her own expectations. She had all these things that contributed to how she interacted with her kids. And, you know, from the podcast with my sister, recognizing my sister had a very different experience than I did. Yes, she's in the middle. Uh, yes, she had, you know, older siblings and younger siblings. Um, she grew up in a ranch. I did not have that experience. Not jealous about that. I really love the way I grew up. Um, but I accept that those realities are true. I have a sense of, you know, forgiveness and, and recognizing that my mom didn't do these things to me. She just did them. And I am a product of that, but not just a product of that. I get to decide how I then interact with the world. And if I want to do it differently, I have to be able to also forgive myself for doing the things that I did to receive, accept love and, you know, how I estimated my own worth based on that information. Moving forward, then I get to start every day, choose a different bag, doesn't have as much stuff in it. If I don't have to carry all those things around, I'm going to be a much kinder, gentler person. Um, I'm going to be <laughs> less angry. I'm going to be less, you know, reactive. I'm going to be able to have an opportunity to have a genuine engagement with someone because I'm not carrying all this shit from the past. I have let it go. Um, does it come up? Yeah, still in the closet. Absolutely. Um, a lot of times when I would talk to clients, um, like one of my first interactions with them, I would describe therapy as taking out everything from your, your basement, your hoarder's basement, um, and then putting it out on the lawn and then looking through each of those things, those things being coping skills, past experiences, whatever, and then really sorting them into uh, keep, throw away, donate, recycle. And, and once we did that, right, we would minimize the amount of stuff they had, um, really have them look at like, how did that skill or tool uh, shape who you are and do you still need it? And then can we get you something new? Can we maybe create a new tool or a new skill that you use differently or better? One being, you know, can you love yourself without needing those external um, quick hits of like, you know, you're so great or likes or whatever it is. And then you have to use them every day. And so if that new skill isn't the one that's working for you, we get you another one. You know, we get you a whole bunch of them so that you're not using that hoarder's basement to define you. 
It is just part of what has happened and it's part of the texture of your story. It's not who you are. And so once you recognize that, it's a lot easier to be able to let it go. Um, the letting go is difficult because oftentimes we really cherish those things, right? They're, they're texture and context for who you are, but they aren't who you are, it's what has happened. And when you can get to that place of, I was raised this way, this was my experience, these things have contributed to how I see the world, then you can also say, and they're not going to be part of my future. Or are they worthy or valuable of showing up today, right? Sometimes we, again, we wake up, we pick up that old bag, it's got all our old shit in it, um, it's heavy, kind of smells weird, all the things. And so we're walking around just carrying all of that every day. Or you can walk up and say, you know, wake up and be like, there's the old bag. I know what's in there. There's some old shit. I'm going to take a different bag today and see what happens. And if you can do that, then it's going to be a lot easier to interact with the world because you're not carrying your old shit with you. You don't have those, you know, old things. It's a challenge to carry your old shit every day. I'm gonna have some water. It's important when we can put it down and start fresh. It is not easy to do, but it's definitely a worthy endeavor when you can start to move forward using your new skills. Am I good at my new skills? Not all the time. I pick up new skills every day. New words, new experiences, um, I use them wrong all the time. Uh, I am continuing to learn Greek words and phrases. I don't have an accent necessarily, and so it throws people off when I get to a new restaurant and I'm like, yes, us, which means hello. Um, and so then they jump right into Greek, and I'm like, oh, no, that's all I know. Just yes, us. Kalispera, kalimera, like, those are the only things. Um, but it does help me because I don't have a lot of... Um, shame about not knowing, which is a, a great place to be. I can be an expert on a lot of things because I know a lot of things, but I don't know everything. And so I have humbled myself enough to recognize I'm going to walk into a situation, I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to be weird because I'm a weirdo. Um, I'm going to probably say something wrong and that's okay. Um, but I'm not going to hold on to the fact that that's what I did. There have been times in the past where I really had to hold it together and be super professional and um, be a version of myself because I wanted people to like me and because I wanted uh, not to mess it up and I didn't want to have conflict and so I was really holding it all together and I was miserable. Um, but now I just go into a situation, I'm likely to fuck it up. I am very likely to look, sound, or be weird. Um, and at the end of the day, if you like me, that's a bonus, but if you don't, that's okay. And you don't have to. Like, I, I really, truly believe everyone deserves love. Not everyone deserves mine. Um, but I'm just going to show up and see what happens. It's a lot easier to be me with that perspective now. Um, do I still have rough days? 100%. Absolutely. Do I still need a nap in the middle of the day? Yeah, sometimes. Um, is it exhausting to be this kind of, you know, super positive um, reframing queen. Yeah, it's real tiring. Um, and sometimes it's really easy to get down on myself and get negative and get overwhelmed and frustrated. And I do that. But I also start every morning going, okay, we're going to start over. We're going to pick a different bag. 
maybe take a smaller one, maybe just take my wallet. Um, and then I can have a better day recognizing all of this is fresh and new. Even if I'm doing the same damn job every day, this is going to be a new experience. I'm going to interact with somebody different. I'm going to, you know, maybe smile at someone who hasn't been smiled at today. Um, or I'm going to be weird and that's going to happen. Like standing in the bus, I went to push a button to get off. I touched that lady's hand. I didn't mean to. I say, excuse me, she doesn't understand what I'm saying, it's fine. Like, I'm gonna get through it. But if I'm holding on to the fact that now I know I had a weird interaction on a bus, that lady's gonna be thinking about the weird lady who touched her and wasn't speaking the right language, like, it would fuck me up for the rest of the day. I don't have that kind of time, right? And so, in working through this, there's a level of acceptance, this is just who I am today, right? Even past versions of myself, I'm not her all the time. And my mom, both my parents, loved me the best they could. I'm not going to stay mad or angry with her because she fucked it up. Like, yeah, she did. All the time, no. There were actually really good things. And when I can recontextualize those experiences, it was a lot easier than to get to that place of letting it go. Being able to forgive her for being a flawed human being and, you know, she loved me the best she could. Does she do it perfect? No. Does she fuck it up all the time? Also no. You know, I accept that the, that was my experience. I forgive her and myself. I forgive those other people that took advantage of me accepting less. I, took, I forgive the people that, you know, maybe sold me a bill of goods and then, you know, didn't show up the way I needed them to or whatever. Um, and then I'm moving forward. Like, I'm not going to hold on to each of those experiences and treasure them and hold on to like, this is the only thing I'm seeing is this shitty past. No, because the, sh the past wasn't always shitty. There were moments, a lot of them, of shitty. Uh, but there were also moments of really awesome and beautiful. And that texture changes when you can step back enough and be able to let it go. When you can step back enough and go, okay, there were parts that were not great. There were parts that were fantastic. There were parts that were kind of neutral. And moving forward, I'm going to be a better version of myself and really give myself grace to do that. I am also going to fuck it up. I'm also going to be weird. I'm also going to say dumb shit. And I get to start over tomorrow. If I'm lucky enough to wake up in the morning, then I can do it differently and better. So that's your nugget for today. Um, you may get a podcast on Friday. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm still evolving and changing as it happens. Um, still trying to put out content. Um, if anybody wants to hear anything interesting from me um, or has a specific uh, topic or wants to give me feedback, um, you can reach me here on Luna underscore X2 LSC on Instagram, um, X to the Zenial podcast. You can get me there. Or um, LX2.COD coach uh, at Gmail. Anyway, it was really good to see you guys, and I will be back probably within a week. Again, today's Monday. I had no idea that this was going to happen, and here we are. So um, I'm still putting out stuff. I'm actually going to post essays on my website um, probably by the end of the week. I am still creating content and writing things, and hopefully it's helpful and you're enjoying it. I'm going to sign off on Instagram, and then I'm going to close the podcast, but thanks again. Take care. Okay.
wow, just made a noise with my face that I didn't mean to make. <laughs> Ending the podcast here. Um, thank you so much for listening. Again, if you want to get a hold of me, all those places, you can do that. And I will be back in about a week. Take care. <laughs>